This is exactly right. My favorite murder. The mini-sode. That's right. Where we read you your stories. We read you emails. The one thing people love the most. <laughs> emails. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. The subject line of it is eerie mirror twin coincidences. And it says, hey, ladies, my dog Lilypad has travel anxiety, but is the most calm and relaxed when you two are on the radio. I know, right? We love you and your mental health advocacy. On to the story. My mom and my aunt are mirror twins. Mm. If you don't know what that is, it's identical twins that occur when the egg separates in a specific way, sort of like the eggs were facing each other when they split. The resulting mirror twins have equal but opposite features. Wow. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of that? No, that's fascinating. Okay, so here's the first story. In high school in the early 80s, my mom and aunt worked opposite shifts at the candy store in the mall. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was driving in to relieve my aunt when she hit a stoplight less than a quarter mile from the entrance. As she sat at the light, my mom had a goosebump-inducing idea. What if someone just walked up right now at this stoplight and tried to get in the car? The only way to get the feeling to go away was to physically push the lockdown on her door. But as soon as she did that, she had another thought. Well, that's silly. If somebody tried to get in the driver's side and I locked it, they could just as easily run around and try the passenger side door. So she reaches across the console and the passenger seat to physically lock the passenger door, too. (laughs) Because remember, it's the 80s. We had no technology whatsoever. (laughs) You had to press the lock. Before automatic locking doors in cars. That's fucking... It it was a long time ago. Okay. Finally, the feeling passed, the light turned green, and she finished her drive to the mall. Right as she pulled into her parking spot, my aunt came running towards her, crying. She said when she finished her shift, a man followed her to her car... And she ran. He tried to get in the driver's side door, but she locked it just in time. And then he proceeded to run around to the other side. But my aunt launched herself across the car and locked the passenger door, too. Wow. My mom's jaw was on the floor. And she said, I locked those doors with you. Oh, I fucking love twins. Right? Yeah. Okay. And here's another one. Second story. In college, my mom was on a first date. He took her to dinner. And as soon as they sat down, my mom got really uneasy. She kept putting her hands over her face, saying something is wrong. The waitress came. They ordered their food. But it kept happening, and the feeling got stronger. Now she told her date, something's wrong. I need to find my sister. Mm. Her date tried to reassure her, but my mom wasn't having any of it. They got their food to go and got back into his car. My mom remembered that the aunt had gone to a house party, so she asked asked him to drive there. As soon as they pulled up and my mom stepped out of the car, people from the party ran out and said, your sister was in a car accident. She went through the windshield. (gasps) They're on their way to the hospital now. They had only missed them by five or 10 minutes. When they got to the hospital, they found that my aunt was fine, thankfully. Mm. When she saw the crash coming, she put her hands up in front of her face and her big 80s rings broke through the windshield so she only had a few scrapes on her hands holy shit (laughs) 
I have many, many more stories, but those are the best and the creepiest. It is very weird having mirror twins in the family. Thanks for all the fun minisodes. I, too, have listened since the number pun days. I am so <laughs> happy for you all. Stay oh. sexy and listen to your intuition. A, she, her. That's incredible. Lock your fucking doors and put on your seatbelt. That's the other thing is cars didn't all have seatbelts back in the 80s. No one wore seatbelts. Like it <laughs> well, was like your option if you wanted to be a prude and a nerd. Right, totally. I love that too, because you know what it reminds me of when we talked about this one time and then Stephen got it for us as a gift, those Time Life series books when it was like a woman <laughs> gets a pain in her hand and 3,000 miles away, her daughter, you know, whatever, something happens to her daughter's hand. It's the same thing. Time Life book series. Yeah, totally. We should say, in case she's listening, good girl, Lily. Good girl, Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Lily, it's fine. Calm down. Lily pad, <laughs> you're fine. You're a good girl. You want a treat? Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. You want to go for a walk? Oh, <laughs> shoot. Sorry. Walk. You can't do that. You got to pull over. That sucks. A gave us two amazing stories, and we thanked her by pranking her dog. That was rude. <laughs> sorry. A, forgive us. Okay, this is a murder, ghost, and not staying out of the woods. Hi, all. The recent minisode about the sisters who died on Sugarloaf Mountain in Campbelltown, or Campbellton, I don't know, New Brunswick, triggered a memory of my own hometown legend. I'm from about two hours south of there, along the banks of the Miramashi River, and growing up, I often camped way back in the woods in a place called Dungarvan. They spelled out Miramachi, Miramashi, but not Dungarvan. So I'm going to hope that, that I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Legend has it that in the late 1800s, there was a logging camp near the river where a young Irish cook named Ryan worked. What's up, Ryan? He would let out loud whoops and order whoops, whoops, whoo, what, you know, whoops. <laughs> How do I say that correctly? And then slip and fall. Whoops. <laughs> not whoops. Whoop. Whoops. Uh, whoops, I guess. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. With a WH. He would let out large whoops in order to let the lumberjacks know when it was time to come in for meals. Whoop, whoop. Like that. Yeah. Right. Like a dinner bell, but with your, with your face. With your whole face. <laughs> One day, while the men were out working, the camp boss murdered and robbed Ryan. He passed off Ryan's death by saying he had taken sick and died suddenly, and the crew buried Ryan's body in the forest nearby. That night, a terrible whooping sound could be heard, which kept everyone in the camp from sleeping. Convinced it was Ryan's ghost, the men fled the next morning. I don't know how they would know that. He was killed, though, right? But this is legend type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a probably collapsed and simplified over the years. Sure. I don't want to call anyone out on their shit, you know? No. Well, no evidence of an actual crime exists. The story of the Dungarvan Whooper has been handed down to lumberjacks and locals in the area for generations, with people swearing that they've heard Ryan's ghosts in the woods. The legend was even taken seriously enough that a Catholic priest from my hometown of Arenas Renaus? What are these? R-E-N-O-U-S. Renus? Renus. Renaus. You just spelled it out and I can't imagine what that no. word looks like or sounds like. Is this Canada? It might be. New Brunswick? Is that Canada? Yeah, I think so. That's why. It's, can it's Canadian. It's not me. <laughs> it's the very foreign, very exotic language of Canada. 
That's right. Yeah. Okay, so the Catholic priest uh, performed an exorcism to the area thought to be the gravesite. The story has been turned into a song, a play, and a passenger train was even named after it as the steam whistle reminded locals of the legend. Fast forward to my late teens and I'm camping next to the Dungarvan Lodging Bridge with three girlfriends. After an afternoon of drinking and swimming in the river, we lit a campfire and settled in for a relaxing night. It had just started getting dark when we heard a strange noise in the woods. It sounded like a low whine and it was getting louder and closer to us. Panicked, we jumped into my friend's car and locked the doors. We started screaming, convinced the Dungarvan whooper was coming to get us. Then my friend very calmly said, don't worry, it's probably just a bear. To which I replied, that's not better. No. <laughs> Lucky for us, it was just some friends coming to visit on their four wheelers. So we begrudgingly got out of the car so they wouldn't figure out how high we were. <laughs> stay sexy and maybe stay out of the haunted woods. Sarah, she, her. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for your transparency. Yeah. <laughs> that always makes a po- an email even more enjoyable. What, Georgia... Yeah. What's your choice of facing down, bear oh. or ghost? Fucking ghost. Absolutely yeah, ghost. Right? right? Well, but at least a bear, you kind of know what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a ghost is just surprising you in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, and, like metaphysical, fucking. Right? Supernatural. Yeah. You know, sometimes like a ghost will like go through you. Or something yeah. really weird that you wouldn't anticipate. Whereas a bear, you know the bear's just going to eat your face. <laughs> right. If I had to be gone through by either a bear or a ghost, I would pick a ghost. I would too. Even though it would just change like reality and on every fucking level. Yeah. I'll take it. Sounds kind of fun, actually. And it seems more survivable. Yes. They don't kill people. They just like, ooh, they whoop. They, they whoop at you. <laughs> they just whoop at you. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's It's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. 
Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in-network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Let's leave Canada for now. Let's get out of this country of Canada that (laughs) (laughs) and go to a whole new place. Mm. Uh, I won't read you the subject line. It kind of gives it away. Mm -hmm. This email very well played. I'll just say this. It starts heroes and their loved ones. And then it says greetings from sunny but chilly Hong Kong. Oh, Hong Kong. Okay. I think our first, our first email from Hong Kong, if I could be mistaken. I began my sojourn in the theater world as a tumbleweed from the Great Plains of North Dakota, blowing through (laughs) Chicago, LA, and points west along the way. Wow. Right? Now I'm teaching and still part-time acting in Hong Kong. Your podcast is a constant companion on doggy walks, motorcycle trips to work or play, and climbs through the hills and jungle paths. Uh, which are far more prevalent in Hong Kong than the glass and steel towers. The latest minisode on our morning run ended with a plea for tornado stories, so I'm happy to oblige. Mm. The summer before I went off to university, I traveled with an old-time circus tour through our great state, stopping for a week in small towns on every in every corner. Our venue was a massive circus tent with section steel center posts, yard-long tent stakes, and momentous lengths of sturdy rope. I am mm. really enjoying Mm-mm. this writing so much. I am too, but that that image, I'm like, what could go wrong? Everything. Yeah, it being a tornado story, yeah. and you're now describing the length of steel that's involved <laughs> is a worrisome detail right. list. Right. Okay. It was great fun arriving in town where local people with their tractors and sledgehammers were ready to help erect the massive structure. Of course, they don't call them the windswept plains for no reason, so on a few occasions, we had to haul the thing down quickly when a storm blew through. On one such occasion was, you guessed it, a tornado watch that turned into a tornado warning. We weren't getting it down quickly enough before the winds tore out one side of the tent stakes and made the two 
tall main poles look like the mainsail of a clipper ship. The wind had blocked the pulleys against one of the poles, so it couldn't be lowered. Somebody, that's in all caps, had to shimmy up there and release the pulley so that the tent wouldn't become a huge canvas obstacle blowing across the prairie. Up I went, armed with a load of adrenaline and hatchet to chop the ropes away just in case. The pole, which was around 18 feet or so, was swaying to and fro like a blade of grass. I couldn't see anything but canvas until I climbed through the metal ring, securing the tent to the pulleys and saw, all caps, twin funnel clouds heading straight our way. Not (gasps) one, but two tornadoes. I'm like, why am I picturing this all in like the 1920s or like the 1890s? They're talking about a circus tent being put. It's just like a circus tent in North Dakota, right? It's so good. It's so good. It's just like the Great Plains of North Dakota. This is Carnival, that TV show. That's right. I was going to say water for elephants. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Okay. So I worked at the pulley and got the thing somewhat loosened as the pole swung sickeningly back and forth, trying to keep one eye on the two funnels when I just gave up and started hacking. Fortunately, I managed to hack just enough to free the pulley, and down came the tent. I had to wait for the metal ring to pass all the way down so I wouldn't get pinned against the pole, and I then I did a fireman slide all the way down. We got the hell out of there just as we saw the eruption of dirt and debris as one or both of the funnels touched down. Thankfully, the storm made a turn, missing the town and our campsite, but making an awful mess of the surrounding countryside. The next day, we put the tent back up, and then soon it was on to the next town. I'm grateful for my ex-colleague, Erica, who enlightened me to your show around the time you were just starting out. You've kept me company through some very dark times in the personal and political world. But I hope this breezy account will treat your crew and listeners May May, my Hong Kong rescue pup, and I thank you for your company. You'll inspire and comfort people the world over that you'll never meet, and that should warm your hearts. It does mine. Cheers from a little hilltop village oasis in a bustling metropolis, David. David, I I think we're ending hometowns at this point. I mean, that's really, that's that's the one to beat right there. It's poetic. It's picturesque. It's everything. It brought us somewhere. We lived through. There's a fucking dog in it. It's Hong Kong. Maymay's there to just, and I'm picturing her as, um, what are those dogs that are the Dogecoin? What is that kind of dog? <laughs> the cutest dog of all. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. A Shiba Inu. A Shiba, Shiba Inu. Inu. Thank you. Yeah. Also, Maymay, do you want to walk? Mimi, do you want a treat? <laughs> so evil. Oh my God, we're the worst. You want to go to the park? You want to go to the park? I was in therapy talking about parts work, you know, which is like, there's different parts of you. It's And you can decide which one you want to use to make decisions for yourself. It's really interesting. Look it up, parts work. But Cookie just kept thinking I was saying park, parks work. Oh, <laughs> She just kept... Every time I da 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 da, she like we're we're going to the park. She's been so excited. What if what if Cookie's super excited about your mental health journey and yeah. she's just there for the strides that you're making? She's like, that's a great idea, mommy. Do that. Work on that part. <laughs> yeah, you are more okay. A stolen car with a happy ending. Greetings to the true crime holy family, Karen Georgia and Stevens Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts. This isn't an eighth grade essay, so we're skipping the intro. Nice. 
in the mid 80s, my mom left her car parked on a busy street so she and a friend could take the train to Boston. When they returned later that night, they found the car had been stolen. At this point in the story, my mom likes to point out that she left the car parked across the street from a church and under a street lamp to emphasize that nothing is sacred. (laughs) My mom reported the car stolen, filed a police report, and figured she'd never see it again. Not too long after, she received a phone call from the police who, to her surprise, informed her that they'd found her car. My mom went to the police station, not knowing what she might find, but assuming it wouldn't be in good condition. Turns out her car had been stolen by well-known professional car thieves who were wanted for stealing cars regularly in the Boston area and stripping them of their parts to resell them. When the thieves were arrested, all they had managed to do so far was replace one of the doors and install an eight-track tape track. What? An <laughs> eight-track tape player? Yeah. Why? That's right. Yeah. I I don't know. To which my parents always liked to remind me was very high-tech at the time. Oh, oh got it. Yes, this is all. This is all. Oh, sorry. I thought they were being like, they were like retro, like vinyl Vintage. nerds that were just like, sure, we steal cars, but also we have great taste. Yeah. My mom got her car back and drove it for the rest of the 80s with that amazing eight track player. <laughs> The best part is how the thieves were caught. Apparently, the men would choose a random neighborhood and work on their stolen cars in a vacant driveway. And that says a pretty fucking bold, but also dumb attempt at hiding in plain sight. Mm. So they'd act all casual. Like, yeah, this time they chose a driveway of somebody who had either very friendly or very nosy neighbors who noticed strange men working on unfamiliar cars in the neighbor's driveway and called the police. Wow. Shout out to my neighbor, Paul, who would absolutely fucking do that. You've got to have one of them in your neighborhood, you know? Yeah, you got to look out for each other. That's right. He and Vince are on like speed dial of like, hey, whose car is that out front? (laughs) Nice. I love it. (laughs) When the police arrived, only one of the men was there. So they arrested him and took the car into custody. The next day, the other thief arrived at the police station to all caps, report the stolen car (laughs) stolen. (laughs) To which the police said... We've been waiting for you. Points to that guy for being bold as fuck and for making the story extra fun to tell. Really? Side note, I have been interested in true crime since I took a forensics class in high school and was absolutely thrilled to create a presentation on a serial killer. Picture a trifold poster board filled with horrifying facts about a murderer in the style of an elementary school book report. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have been talking about murder at parties ever since, so I am so glad to have found my people. Thanks for all you do to entertain us and create this community. Stay sexy and always spy on your neighbors, Liz, she, her. <laughs> Liz is going to be in your business. So heads up, neighbor. right. heads up neighbors. Okay, here's a question for you. What do ice, cat litter, and laundry detergent all have in common? If you said they're heavy AF, you're right. Or if you said you don't know you're out of them until it's too late, you're also correct. Most importantly, these items can all be ordered directly to your house with DoorDash. At this point, we all know and love that DoorDash can deliver our go-to comfort meals from our favorite restaurants. But did you know that you can also order household cleaning essentials and even over-the-counter pharmaceutical products through DoorDash? That's right. DoorDash is here to help you in a pinch. Like the 30 minutes before you host a party when you look around and feel like you're missing something, quickly get extra decorations, scented candles, or beer and wine delivered right to your door. 
or the day after the party when you realize you don't have enough garbage bags, wet wipes, or ibuprofen to make it through cleanup. DoorDash has you covered. DoorDash is perfect for my parties because every single time we don't get enough ice. Everyone always needs ice and they forget it. And running to the store when your party's about to start or when it's already started or in the middle of it is a nightmare. So having DoorDash drop off some ice or party supplies or whatever you need is so awesome. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Alcohol available only in select markets. Goodbye. Okay, here's my last one. It's a hero dad and treasure story. It says, hey, y'all. Love what you ladies and your whole team do. Let's get into it. This is a little long, but it's totally worth it in my opinion. I heard a recent Minnesota about a hero dad, and I thought I would take the time to write in about mine. I lost my dad this summer. I'm still healing from that loss. He was amazing in every way, and I don't think I'll ever not miss him. Anyway, while we were going through some of his things preparing for his memorial, we found a letter from the wife of his coworker in 1991 detailing how my dad performed CPR and called 911 when this man suffered a heart attack at work. The man survived and at the time of the letter was doing well in rehab. His wife was so thankful that I think they mean like the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His wife was so thankful and pointed out the amazing part that my dad did this only six months after his own open heart surgery at the age of 41. What? It says, my mom had no clue about this, and he kept this letter hidden away. (sighs) We were all stunned, and it just continued to remind us of what a truly incredible and humble man he was. Now, so it's almost like he went through it, and then he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to let that happen to other people. (gasps) Amazing. Now on to the treasure. My dad was a very talented vocalist and spent his retirement performing both as a solo act and in various bands. Again, while going through some of his papers after his passing, my brother found an envelope addressed to my mom. Inside was $4,000 in cash (laughs) and a note that said, thanks for letting me do what I love, but not as much as I love you. My mom was shocked not only by the money, but because he was not the love letter writing type. But he was the type to always make sure that his family was cared for. That's why he committed nearly three hours a a day for years to provide for us. Three hours a day? That's why he Mm -hmm. commuted. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alejandro. Just sitting on the couch for three hours a day. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give these people three hours and whatever money I make there, they can have it. My apologies. That's why he commuted nearly three hours a day for years to provide. Yeah, that really has a different meaning to provide for us while my mom stayed home and gave us the childhood I wouldn't trade for the world. Anyway, reflecting on these stories has helped me through my grief as has listening to your podcast. I was lucky to spend the last week of my dad's life with him along with my son, who is his Mm -hmm. only grandchild and with whom he shares a middle name. Rex. My dad will never know that he would have been a grandfather again, this time to a little girl, but I will make sure that she always knows about her kick-ass grandpa. Stay sexy and cherish the time you have with loved ones. Corey, she, her. Oh my God. Right? Uh, hero crying. dad. Love a hero dad. Love a like 
super humble kind of like <sighs> secret keep it keep it all a secret hero dad my god oh my in honor of Corey's dad let's all go take cpr classes yes. and get certified right absolutely been on my list forever and I- i've done it and it's like i did it because it was truly two blocks away from my house um, when mm-hmm. I lived in Toluca Lake. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was easy. And the information that they give you, like I still remember a lot of yeah. the information, one of which is there are defibrillation machines. I'm sure I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that wrong, but they're mm-hmm. everywhere. You just have to start looking out for them. But if somebody mm. like drops and is having a heart attack, mm-hmm. you if you look around, they're they're there and they're super easy to use. It's like a four-step yeah. thing. You open a box and you go dit 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 and you can like do the clear zapping. Yeah, yeah. And bring people back. That's good to know. Yeah. Wow. Okay, amazing story. Uh my last one is real romantic and cute. It's called Sistine Chapel of Love. Nice. Greetings, all creatures, great and small. <laughs> I don't tell this story very often, mostly because I don't think about it, but I can't think of a better place to share it. When I was in college, I had the fortune of having two friends who lived in Europe. For spring break one year, I decided to take advantage of the situation and visit both of them. After spending a couple days in the south of France with one friend, we both went to Rome to meet the other friend, and we all spent four days in that glorious city. One of those days was devoted to touring the Vatican. Karen, your favorite. That's that's my number one city. (laughs) Vatican? That that and Sheboygan. (laughs) Those are my two. (laughs) The New Brunswick, of course. Uh, I was raised Catholic, and although I was no longer practicing, it was of particular importance to me. As a gay man, I no longer feel connected to the faith, yet the weight of history and tradition was palpable, and I wanted to soak it in. However, it was in the Sistine Chapel where that weight dissipated in a completely unexpected way. Always a people watcher, in between viewing the splendor of Michelangelo's frescoes, I found myself relishing the diversity and reactions of the people around me. At one point, I noticed a couple looking at a guidebook. A man was leaning his head around the shoulder of his male companion to read some tidbit of information. My gaze lingered on this simple yet tender moment. Suddenly, as if he felt the weight of my stare, the guy with the leaning head looked up directly at me. Our eyes locked for a moment, caught off guard. I blushed and smiled. I looked away quickly, but not before I saw his smile too. I was completely caught staring, but he did not seem to mind. And he was so cute. (laughs) What followed was a dance of flirty eye contact and smiles. I don't know how long it lasted. It could have been five minutes. It could have been 20. But as we moved through the crowd, we kept finding and acknowledging each other. Before long, I noticed that he and his partner were beginning to move toward the exit. On their way, he continued to turn and meet my gaze. Before they reached the doorway, I decided to move about 10 feet just to see what would happen. At the doorway, he turned and looked at the spot where he last saw me. Not seeing me there, he began to scan the crowd until he once again found my eyes. We both gave each other a huge smile Then he turned and was gone. It wasn't until then that I could begin to comprehend what had just happened. In one of the most sacred spaces of Catholicism, I just cruised a guy. (laughs) And that man was the Pope. (laughs) 
In the very room where popes are chosen, we recognized each other and found an unexpected, joyful connection. <laughs> I knew right then and there that God does not give a fuck about being gay. Mm-hmm. And then it says in parentheses, snap. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, girl. And to top it off, before departing one of the most renowned masterpieces of Renaissance art, the last thing that guy wanted to look at was me. And then it says double snap. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yes. For all you do and have done to create community, bring awareness and elevate consciousness. Thank you. Mm. Stay sexy and don't let religion keep you from finding divine acceptance. Mick, he, him. Oh my God, I want to cry. Chills, chills. How sweet is that? Divine acceptance is truly, it's like, yeah, because you, just thinking about that in the beginning of that email where it is like being raised Catholic, it's Mm -hmm. such a weird experience to be raised Catholic where you're like, oh, this is how the world works. And then Mm -hmm. as you get older, I'm kind of imagining that Mick and I are roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, wait a second. Not only does it not work that way, there's tons of other people believing tons of other things. I love that email. That's so... I did too. And also because I think probably the surprise coming from th- maybe him believing he was the only gay person in that place where it's like, yeah. of course not. Of course yeah. not. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Send us your coming of age stories or your enlightenment stories right (laughs) sure at this point also send us if you've ever been in the secret vatican the underground (laughs) museum where they're holding unicorn skeletons and stuff like that i want to hear if you're the pope hey if you're the pope email us if you're the (laughs) if you're the pope send us a secret email yeah send us your hometown pope because that (laughs) would be fucking next level calling out to the pope we haven't lost our minds at all. Nope. And calling out to you, the My Favorite Murdered listener, mini or mm-hmm. large, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about this show. Thank you <laughs> for being with us Yeah, all these years. We appreciate it. And we love you. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Ethereal. <laughs> That's for the Pope. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Alejandra Keck. Our editor is Aristotle Acevedo. This episode was mixed by Liana Squalachi. Email your hometowns to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and on Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Goodbye.